Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we are continuing our look at the church. And on today's episode, um, I want to talk about how the gospel creates the church. The gospel creates the church. And I want to think about Acts chapter 2. So, if you know the book of Acts, you know that in chapter 1, Jesus is still with the disciples, and he says, I'm going to send to the Father, then I'm going to send the Spirit on you. And then the Spirit comes in chapter 2 in the day of Pentecost, and there's a group gathered in the upper room, and the whole Spirit falls in the group together. It's the beginning, it's the first congregation of the church that Jesus had already gathered, about 120, and they were gathered there. The Spirit falls on them all at the same time, all together, and they all declare the works of God in other languages by the power of the Spirit. People observe this, and they say, man, these people are drunk. What's going on? And Peter stands up and preaches, and he gives a gospel sermon and invites people to respond. And, of course, uh, 2,000 men responded. So, I mean, more than 2,000 responded. And so um, what happened is two things. The text describes two things. They, they cry out to Peter. He says what to do, and he says, number one, be baptized. That's step one. And then step two is Acts 2.42, and we have a picture of the church. They were devoted to the apostle teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers. They were meeting in the temple. They were meeting in the homes. So G- Peter preaches the gospel. They're baptized, and there is church. So the gospel creates the church. We tend to say the gospel creates Christians. Now, of course, that's true. I don't mean to say that's not correct, but it's a difference in emphasis. And we we tend to just stop at that first point, the gospel creates Christians. So Jesus comes to us. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. That's kind of the core reality. And then we tend to think of church as an instrumental thing. Well, then To be a good disciple, I have to have other people and I have to have the church and the church offers community and programs that help me, etc. But that's not the picture in Acts 2. The picture in Acts 2 is immediately when the gospel gets preached, they form into a community. A community is created. And I believe the Holy Spirit inspired Luke to tell the story this way to, to clearly make that point. Because remember our first episode, what on earth is Jesus doing? He is building his church. It's what he's doing. So the gospel's preached, people are baptized, there is church. That's the pattern. And if you read through the whole book of Acts, which in many ways is a is a um, a record of the expansion of the church from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth, the movement from the gospel from the Jews to the Gentiles, you'll see that it's not a book about a a group of evangelists that go make converts, and that's it. It's about churches being started, the church expanding by by expressions of the church in different cities being founded. So think about St. Paul's ministry. He moves through Acts. You will see a pattern. It shows up over and over. If you have the lenses on to see this, he'll move into a city, and he'll either go to the synagogue, or if there aren't enough Jewish men, because in the first century, you had to have a certain number of Jewish men in a city to have a synagogue, he'd find a place where people met for prayer. 
So, for example, he goes to Philippi. There's not a synagogue, so he goes to the place of prayer. That's where um, Jewish folks and Gentiles are sort of believe in the, the God of Israel, but don't fully become Jewish, gather. And Paul, because he has a ready audience, preaches the gospel. And then people respond, and they are baptized. And then they're gathered in the church. So in Acts 16, where Paul's in Philippi, a church is gathered. He also goes places like, for example, he gets to Athens, and there's no synagogue and no place of prayer. So he goes to the Areopagus or Mars Hill because he knows that's a place he can get a hearing. So he gets a hearing for the gospel. And then he might continue to teach, and the gospel goes forth, but essentially once there's a group of converts, they become church. And then the next thing Paul does is either before he leaves, he appoints um, shepherds over the church, deacons, and elders, or he eventually comes back and does that. And then he and his role of overseeing groups of churches, though he's not called bishop, functions like a bishop. So the gospel leads to baptism, leads to the church, leads to a structure for the church, and it happens over and over and over in the book of Acts. The gospel creates the church. So to come to Christ is to come to the church. They're not the same thing, of course, and there's an organism or an or a, or a organic life of the church, and there's the structure of the church, and they're integrated but are distinct. I'll talk about that in some episodes down the road. But, but you can't follow Jesus without being part of the church. The book of Acts just doesn't know this. There just isn't the story of individual Christians walking their own way. It is the pattern of the scriptures. And then, what's the rest of the New Testament? Except for one letter, the letter of Philemon. Every letter, even the book of Revelation, is to churches. To churches, not to individual disciples so they can build their own personal discipleship life. They're to churches so churches know how to function as expressions of the gospel. And those churches make up the church. So the gospel, the gospel doesn't create individual converts necessarily. The gospel creates the church. God bless and have a great day.